people do this sounds like torture. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Insider, brought to you as ever by Vanishing Inc. Today I'm lucky enough to have on the line not one, but two people, Sarah and David Trustman. How are you guys? We are well. Doing well. Good, good, good. Now, we're going to just, it's only a 30 minute show, so we're going to crack straight on. What's your origin story? You've got 47 seconds. Well, uh, I was making comics. Sarah and I met and she joined me in making comics and then we got into, of all things, magic together and that's how we discovered memory, oddly enough. We quickly fell in love with it um, and we were memorizing cards all the time, memorizing our grocery list. Our kids kept watching us memorizing all this stuff and they wanted to memorize with us and that's when we discovered that a lot of the stuff out there is actually kind of complicated. And so we set out to try to really simplify the systems that were out there so that our kids could join in. Perfect. Now, what is your approach to mnemonics and what was wrong with kind of, in inverted commas, the older way of doing things? Well, there's a few things. Um, One is that most books on mnemonics are Mm text-based, and yet so much of mnemonics is visualizing things, actually picturing images in your mind. So the first thing we thought was, well, we make comic books, let's make it visual. So we took out the step of having to translate text in your mind and to make the images and just made the images. Along with that, we took out some of the extra memorization steps and tried to just really simplify what you're having to memorize in order to memorize. What do you mean the extra memorization steps? So traditionally to memorize a deck of cards or a stack, you would want to memorize an image for each card, all 52 cards, so 52 different images. Mm -hmm. And then you're you're imagining a path, and um, that path often would not necessarily be numbered. You'd have to remember, well, number 37 is a table and you wouldn't have a way to know that that table is number 37. Right. So we um, cut out the 52 images and got it down to 13. They rhyme or very simple, easy things to remember as far as which card they associate with. For example, the king is a crown Um, and took out those steps. We also made the path look like the numbers. So um, you aren't having to sit there and remember, well, which spot is 42 or which spot is 12 um, because you just picture the number and that will take you to that location. Okay. So explain to me what a memory palace is. So a memory palace is, um, it's a very personal place. It's an imagined, uh, some people define it as a building or a series of buildings or a land, like it's, it's your own nation inside your your head and you have everything is in order you have designated paths that you can go down so if you're trying to remember the steps to something you know you start here you go you know you follow along a specific so it's linear yeah and it's all part of and you have several paths all making up this larger memory palace and it can be linear it also could be um that you're looking at a wall in your house or a an imagined wall, and so you're able to look at all these different spots at one time. But the idea being that our mind naturally retains information based on location and images. 
that's how our brains work. And so the idea is that if you have either an imagined locations or locations that you're familiar with from your daily life that you just know. Like the grocery store. Exactly. Okay. Or even your house. Or if there's a path, you know, a walk you take every day to work. Um, then you can actually imagine or picture things at these different locations and your brain will hold on to that information so much better than if you're just trying to remember a list of items in your head or a list of cards. And, and one thing that we tried to really address with our book and with our um, memory path is that a lot of people hold on to one or two different writers who said that uh, a memory palace has to be intimate and unique to each person mm -hmm. and that you can't use uh, anything that has been conceived of for, you know, like a, a mass market because it's not going to work, it's not personal enough. But the truth is, for thousands of years, people had the same basis of their, their memory palace, that they started out with the same fundamentals and the same location designs and that they were able to build from there. And so we're trying to bring that back to show that, look, you can have you know, almost a, a prefab memory palace right. that you can build from. So that cuts out a step for people. It kind of almost makes it easier to get going. Yes. Yes. Perfect. So as I understand it, your system is based on a mixture of things, some going back to like the, the 1500s. How did you create it and why did you create it? When we first fell in love with mnemonics, we um, started, we got directed to Feinagle, mm -hmm. and um, we really enjoyed Feinagle's works. And one thing we loved about him is he said, you have to go back to the beginning and really study everything that's been written on this art. And he just loves to go back and give credit to all the people that came before him and that inspired him. And so we kind of stopped everything and went back to the very beginning with Plato and Aristotle and um, all of these ancient writings. And we just read everything we could get our hands on from the past thousands of years um, up into modern day and took pieces from what we were reading until um, we combined something that really seemed to work easily and quickly and, and stuck. Yeah, we really liked uh, Dominic O'Brien, still love him. I mean, his ideas are just awesome. But we thought when we were working on how we could teach this graphically, and of course we're experimenting on our kids. In a nice way. Uh, usually. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're working that out and we're realizing that you know, we can we can simplify even more and make it even more accessible, especially since we're teaching in pictures. Sure. So was it for, for you and your kids that you came up with it, or did you think, hang on, this is something that I can give to the world? Both. We originally were trying to help our kids, and then once we started realizing, wow, we're really on to something. This is so much easier. This is really fast. And then we said, this should be out there. This could really change lives. This could make di a difference. And so then we started thinking about putting it into a book um, for the mass market and then started thinking, wait, this could be really helpful for magicians. And especially considering that the world of magic is what inspired us and introduced us to mnemonics in the first place. We'd love to be able to turn around and, and give back. 
Of course. So when you, when you say about helping your kids, how does, apart from, uh, like, obvious things about uh, times tables and, and multiplication things and all that kind of stuff, how, how does it help your kid to be able to learn four, four decks of cards? Well, it's actually kind of funny because um, our daughter, I was reading a book with her, and I realized that as we were going along that she had just memorized the pages. It was one mm -hmm. of her favorite books. This was in kindergarten. In kindergarten. <laughs> Several years ago. You know, my daughter's four and she's at that same stage where she can't quite read yet, but she has learned some of the books, yeah. Well, so our daughter took our path, you know, so we worked all these paths with her and she just started making little adjustments to the tower for this book. Her tower looked this way and then the first page and she would have what was happening at the first page. And then she was just, it was funny just seeing that she was memorizing her books. So you could ask her what's on page 27 and she could say, the fox jumped over the hen and would know oh. that that's what was happening and was doing it on her own. But the biggest thing I feel like for our kids that we found that it's helped is confidence. Um, really? The fact that our daughter in kindergarten, she really struggled academically. Um, until she started, we started teaching her pi, and she memorized the first 60 digits of pi. <laughs> In kindergarten? In kindergarten, <laughs> and oh this is gosh. a child who really struggled to, to um, get some basic math fundamentals. Okay. And so, next thing we know, she has memorized 60 digits of pi, and we created this board for her that you could remove the digits, and she could look at the board and tell you, which digits were removed from pi. And so she ended up doing a talent show at her school with her oh. 60 digits of pi. And the confidence that she uh. gained from doing that changed everything. The way she now approaches school and math, even if there are things that traditionally are challenging for her, she knows that she has some untraditional tricks up her sleeve and she knows that she has that power within her brain that she can do do what she needs to do. Well, my favorite with it is that with the confidence, um, before she was very timid and you could not really get her to go up and talk to people. And it was almost overnight after the talent show where she just, now she just walks up to people and she's like, I like your hair. And you're like, how do you have this confidence? And she'll tell you, well, I know 60 places of pie. <laughs> like, okay. That's so cool. And do, do, do other people want, sorry, do other friends of hers want to learn the system? Is, is it like a, a thing that people are jealous of? I would say the parents are more jealous and the kids kind of enjoy it and think it's... Um, like a neat trick. Yeah, they, and they think it's kind of weird because they don't understand where I'll ask, uh, you know, one of the kids, all right, tell me what's happening at this location and they start talking about a, a bee flying after a tree that also kind of looks like a bee and, you know, it's just this weird nonsensical story. They like the silliness of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, kids and silliness go together well. Talking of silliness and wearing elephant costumes, how did the TED Talk thing come about? Uh, actually, a uh, one of the coordinators for TEDx Mid-Atlantic uh, is a vanishing ink customer yeah. and um, got book a and used it and was blown away and so shared it with some other people 
on uh, their TEDx team that puts together their um, or curates their their speakers. Mm-hmm. And they reached out and, and asked us if we would like to come in and speak about it. And, of course, we said we would love to. How exciting. When did you, when you were coming up with the system, so magic got you into the system, and then you were there. When did you realize that it would help magicians learn stacks? How early in the process was that? It, it's funny it, because it was actually right away, but we just didn't think that... We thought, well, magicians all probably have their own different ways. We didn't really, we, we weren't actually familiar with um, memory systems in magic other than what had been described in Corinda. Okay. And um, we just kept hearing we belonged to uh, an IBM ring, and there were all these uh, kids at the time that had all just gotten back from uh, a magic camp, and they were talking about mnemonica, and everyone was trying to figure out how to memorize mnemonica and we had been playing with our system and it was almost a joke to us how easy it was where we would you know i'd make the image and it was just there and it stuck and um yeah then it just took a while it was after these kids uh were all trying to figure out how to do it that we realized oh well, we could help. <laughs> there are a lot of people struggling to do this. <laughs> Absolutely. No, my, my next question was, I've had mnemonica since it first came out, and I'm still yet to learn it. So what's stopping me, and how will your system help? It depends probably, you know, what way did you try to memorize? Um, the method in the book. I'll, I'll be honest with you. The method in the book, I don't know how... I don't have the patience for it. I don't know how anyone could memorize it with the method in the book. We were like, oh, man, this is rough. I don't know. I am impressed. Anyone who has memorized it with the method in the book, my hat off to them because, wow, that is a process. Because before our um, our method, we were using Dominic O'Brien's method, and we were we were doing tricks for people where... Um, we'd sit down and uh, memorize three decks of cards and then, uh, you know, we would, something would happen. One per, one of us would have to name what cards were missing or something like that. And it was just like, all right, well, we'll sit down for about nine minutes. That'll take, that'll be what it takes to do three decks. And so when we read what was going on in Monica, we're like, all right, I can see how this works for some people, but from a memory perspective, this is like torture. And uh, then of course, when we realized how much, how we could simplify Dominic's uh, uh, character method, then it was just like, holy cow, now now you can sit down and memorize uh, the mnemonica stack and really, I don't think too long. Now it really is just a matter of sitting down and looking through the images and reading the story. And realizing that it, is going to work if you as long as you're one of those people that can that doesn't have a problem seeing an image in your head you're going to be able to memorize it we've talked to a few people across the world who've had various brain injuries and so they literally cannot picture images in their mind they can't imagine things that is um one hurdle we have not figured (laughs) out how how to get over (coughs) but if you're you know 99.9 percent of people who picture things in your mind then the biggest thing is to just let go and don't try. Just read the story. Don't 
worry about trying to memorize it as you're reading it because it happens naturally. Your brain is going to hold on to it. So I get the book, I look through I read it, and I'm done. Pretty much. I mean, really what you want to do is as soon as you're through the images, you want to grab a deck of cards and then actually physically go through and see where the weak spots are. Uh, because really touching something, um, that's going to solidify the memory because you're going to be, when you're, you're going through your path in your head and you're touching the cards, you're literally physically going to each location and it's becoming more and more real. So you'll, re you'll read the book, you'll read the story, and then you'll want to review and you'll go back through and you'll go through the story again in your mind and you'll go through the path through each location and each location is holding a card. And you might find, oh, there's a few that, you know, I need to go back and look at the picture and solidify. Um, but each time you go through and, and look at those pictures, it's going to become firmer. And um, I think to each its own, the number of review and, and review times you're doing. The other thing is you don't, once you memorize it, it's not like you can close the book and then never, never review it again. And three years from now, you'll go, oh, well, I still remember it. You are going to want to every so often go back and go through your path again and think through that story and think through those images um, to keep them fresh in your mind. So is there a, you, you've obviously spoken to people that have used it. Is there a, have you got a, a feel on that, how long it would take? We've had some people, in fact, just the <coughs> other day when we were at um, our IBM Ring meeting, we had a, uh, someone who had just gotten the book and they said, you know what, I, I've had the book for a while and I knew I was going to see you guys tonight. So I told myself I need to finally read this. Mm -hmm. So right before I came to the meeting, I sat down, I read through it, and I don't know if I really know them. And then he started going through, and he was like, wait, I do. I do. Wait, and then this is this card. And then it's this. And then it's this. So shocked that he was like, it, it did. I, I, I remembered them all. And I think there was maybe one well, that I had to ref say, oh, that's the elephant. And then, oh, okay, yep. Well, there, one of my favorites, though, is how many emails we get from people that tell us, it's so weird. I, I looked through the images right before going to bed. And then when I woke up, I tested myself, and I missed maybe one or two, but I had it. And multiple people. It's, it's the most fun email to get. Oh, it's, it's the best feeling in the world. We, we, it makes all the worth, work totally worth it. So say so you get the, the, the Monica version or the Aronson version or whichever. That book helps you learn specifically Mnemonica, but... If I wanted to apply the principles in it to learning something else, like people's names and faces or other things that people have, grocery lists or whatever, how would you adapt? We do go into that into the book and in the book. And so once you're done reading it, you really do have an idea of how you can tweak it to make it work for really anything you would want to, to memorize. The, the key is converting the information into something you can visualize. And once you know how to do that, and then once you have a path and a place to actually store those images so that you're not just having all this information floating around in random places in your head, but giving yourself a path or a memory palace is giving you a filing system. So once you have that filing system, it's up to you 
to figure out how you want to turn information into pictures, and then you just picture them at the different locations. And, and truly, uh, once your your brain has figured out how to memorize a deck of cards and you're able to recall it either by the number or by the card, um, you really will have a, a fundamental understanding of how you can memorize anything. It will just unlock ideas of, oh, I could apply this this way, and I could do this that way. It's training yourself to think in a different way, and once you're thinking in that way, it's <clears throat> kind of hard to turn off. Because like, traditionally, you'd think training your brain to think in a different way sounds like something that's fiendishly difficult to do. Yeah. But when you use the images, that gets rid of the difficulty. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> this may be off topic entirely, but there's a, uh, a funny, well, not funny, it's a TV show on Netflix called Travelers, and they talk, they have this one character that has been, had all these mental upgrades and this and that to remember all these things. But so far, all of the facts that the character has had to memorize, Sarah and I look and go, well, this is, you could just simply do this with a few... <laughs> demonic devices. Well, I don't know why you got to have all the probes and the, the computers and all that. He's just memorized some dates and, you know, it, not that big a deal. It sounds like actual magic. It, it feels like it. It really does. I mean, the first time that we memorized a deck of cards, it was, you feel superhuman. I mean, you get a, I mean, there's a physical high to it when you realize what your brain has been capable of this whole time that you had no idea. And then you feel cheated because you're like, how is it that I have lived this long? I wish I had understood how to do these things. We tell our son, who's um, he'll be in high school next year, we're like, you don't know how lucky you are and how good you have it that when it's time for you to study, you sit down and doodle some pictures and then you're, it's like other kids don't have that. And that's what we want. We want every child, every adult, everyone to know that this is how their brain works. I think especially at school that the memorization isn't the important bit. It's it's like, the, the you know, understanding the concepts or whatever it is they're trying to learn. The, mem the, the actual physical bits that you need to memorize is, is dull. So the quicker you can get that out of the way... And then once you have that information in your brain and the, and the way that the mnemonics work is that you really can manipulate and play with it. And um, so once you do have that quick foundation, it makes the learning and the understanding so much better and so much easier. Fantastic. I understand you have a new ebook about to come out. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, this one is, it's called Poker Hands. And what we're showing is an easy way to just add to the path that you already have with your stack and to now memorize where all the, um, the poker hands are. So if you want to do any hand called for from Aronson, you're going to know in a matter of minutes, all I have to do is cut here and I have a full house. If I do this, I've got a, a flush. So most of the stacks have these poker hands built into them. Mm -hmm. And what we've done is created an easy way to modify your path or really to add to your path so that you know where all of those poker hands are within the deck. And this is with Aronson and Ta uh, Tamariz's and... Yeah, anyone who's got a, a built-in poker hands. Mm -hmm. You can apply it to. 
Fantastic. So anybody that's listening that is curious, I would urge you to go to Vanishing Ink because there is a free sampler that you can get that will give you a, an idea of how the images work. So stop listening now. Go along to vanishingink.com, click on the free downloads, find the memory art sampler, download that, enjoy it, and then go and buy the book. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, guys? Well, we actually have um, a bunch more magic stuff coming out this year, which is super exciting because we're doing um, some new takes on some old uh, memory demonstrations that uh, update and kind of make them a whole lot more fun. And some um, some more expansion packs that we'll be adding to the paths that you already have um, with more memorized deck magic. Um, you guys are like Cards Against Humanity with all your expansion packs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but less sweary. <laughs> well, the fun thing is, if you've memorized a stack or you know the path at the very least, there are all these different ways that you can manipulate what you already know to do these just awesome memory demonstrations. And so it's fun to show, yeah, okay, so you think you know just this little thing, but actually you know a lot. And outside of magic, we've also been working on a kid's book, which we're, we're super excited about. Um, that's been a long time project we've been working on. To help teach them the techniques. Yes, yes. And then, now you did mention swearing. There is my uh, comic that I do with a guy named Dean Haspiel, who's awesome, uh, called Godslap. And that is kicking back up pretty soon, and that is pretty much all swearing. We, we have an outlet there, too. <laughs> Perfect. So if guys want to uh, follow up what you're up to, where should they go? Trustmancreations.com or TheMemoryArts.com. Um, we're also on Facebook, Trustman Creations. And Instagram, Trustman underscore Trustman. I shall put links to all of those in the show notes. David, Sarah, thank you so much for giving up your time. I really appreciate it, and I'll speak to you soon. Thank Thanks you. This us. is great.